I feel blessed as ever been. I'm the best I've ever been. So if they ask you how I feel, what's up? I'ma tell you I feel amazing. I feel blessed as ever been. I'm the best. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today? Wednesday, September 13, 2023. We are trugging around along the week three of the college football season here. I am the playmaker down in silence here for Burn Down a Great Iron. Thank you for tuning in. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, greatly appreciate it. Those of you who are listening to the audio, whether on whatever podcast directory that you listen to apple google spotify iHeartRadio, amazon music i am greatly appreciate to be here with you guys today there's a lot to get into unfortunately uh we got some news out of the college football world i'm going to discuss we're going to recap week two also preview the key games in week three i'm gonna be honest not a real knock your sauce off slate for week three but we'll get back into that and then week four. But I found some key games and plus the fan, the fan, the extra point fan vote we got coming. And I got to discuss a certain conference today that needs a wake up call. But before we get to that, you know, the first thing we got to do, we got to get our news and notes in. So let's go with the two minute drill. And to kick off the two-minute drill, Michigan State suspends Mel Tucker amidst harassment case. This news first broke on September 10th. As it was broke that they was firing him, then they reversed and said they suspended him. But nevertheless, give you the update version here. Uh, Michigan State suspended Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker. Adam Delas claimed that he sexually assaulted, he sexually harassed. Brenda Tracy, a sexual assault awareness speaker, in a statement Monday and called the an upcoming hearing by the claims a sham. Tucker in a statement issued Monday throughout his attorney, Jeffrey uh, Jennifer Believer, said he developed a quote intimate adult relationship, close quote, with Tracy, and that her claim that he has harassed her are completely false he said an upcoming hearing to assess whether he violated university policy is ridiculously flawed and designed and not designed to arrive at the truth michigan state athletic director alan hoyer suspended tucker without pay sunday night after details of the claim against the coast were made public in a story written by us today tracy who operates a non a non-profit company that tries to raise awareness about sexual misconduct, especially among college athletes, told the university investigators that Tucker sent her gifts as if she would date him if he wasn't married and masturbated while on the phone with her without her consent, according to details reported by U.S. Today on Sunday. This is a lot. This is very a lot. But let me continue on with this quote. 
Yeah, so this is from this is from Coach Tucker himself. Quote, I am saddened by Miss Tracy, the closer of sensitive nature of this call. Let me be perfectly clear. It was an entirely mutual private event between two of those leaving at opposite ends of the country. She initiated a discussion that night, sent me provocative pictures of the two of us together, suggests what she may look like without clothes. And never once during the 36 minutes did she object to any manner, much less hang up the phone. Close quote. Oof, this is uh, very detailing here. And I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. But man, these coaches, man, these athletes, man, why do y'all keep putting yourself in these situations? Like y'all know what's coming down the pipe. Y'all know what's coming down the pipe. So, but you keep doing it. Now, granted, we're all human. We all have needs, and we all want to do certain things in our private time. But man, when you're a head coach of a a prominent university like Michigan State, even though their prominence in football has gone down a, quite a bit because when the last time Michigan State became relevant in the sport of college football, nevertheless, he's still Michigan State. He's still talking about basketball, you know, with Tom Izzo and whatnot. But why keep it going? Like, yo, you got to do better, okay? Nevertheless, there's a hearing. And from there, we will see what happens with Coach Tucker will remain the coach of the Spartans, or will Michigan State be looking for a new head coach? Next on the docket. Hurricanes, Carmen Kitchen, in good shape after scare hit. Uh, if you recall this past weekend on Saturday down in uh, Miami, uh, Hitchens was doing a, I think he was doing a kick return or whatnot, or was defending a kick return. Something special teams-wise. He took a hit. Uh, he had to be carted off. Had to be taken to an ambulance while Miami went on to beat Texas A&M in that game between the SEC and ACC, which I'll recap in our next segment. But it was a scary moment. It was pretty much towards the end of the game, which made it even more prominent. It made it even more, you know, because it's towards the end of the game, man. But as you can see on this report here, he's in good shape. He's doing well. He's been released from the hospital, and he's he, he's with the team. So that's very good to know that it was a scare, and that's all it was. It was a scare, and that he's doing well. So, Carmen Kinch is good to know that you're in good shape. You're doing well, and you're not in the hospital no more, sir. Can't wait. Take your time, but we could we look forward to seeing you back on the field some point this year. Or even next year, if it comes to that point. But good to know that you're in good health, you're in good shape. Future of Pac-12 Network sticking point as Oregon State and Washington State seats to Southwest Conference. They're trying. I'm a. I give them credit because because once July 2024 get here, the Pac-12 is done. Unless they can find something to do right now. But man, it is over because Utah, Arizona, Arizona State would be in the Big 12. 
USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington would be in the Big Ten. But I like the fact that they're trying to keep it together. And by the way, the Pats are having a hell of a time right now. I mean, a hell of a time. Like USC, when we get to our next seven, when we review the top 25, and you see how many teams from the Pat 12 is in the top 25 right now. Oh, they having a hell of a time right now, man. I give the Pat 12 credit because they are on it this year. And it's surprising. And it's surprising to see. So, but nevertheless, we got to see where this goes. How can they savage the Pat 12 with everything that's going on? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for Oregon State and Washington State to salvage the Conference of Champions. All right. Lastly, uh, UCF quarterback John Ryan's Pumley to miss a few the next few weeks because he has a leg injury. This is a big blow. This is a huge blow to the UCF Knights, and I hate it. Because they got they they went to Boise, they got past Boise, and to know that he's gonna be out for a few weeks is something you did not want to you did not want if you're a UCF night fan. I went to UCF, so uh, it's a this that's a blow. That is a blow for UCF. Uh, let me see if I can find a uh, backup quarterback. So let's, let's go to UCF here. But yeah, losing your starting quarterback two games into the season, that's a bummer, man. That is a real bummer, okay? Uh, Palmer was injured. Pumley was injured late in the 18-16 win over Boise State this past weekend while sliding on a seven-yard one to get UCF in field goals for the game with a field goal. Coach Mazan did not detail the nature of the injury, but said it doesn't require surgery, which is good. UCF plays Vanderbilt this weekend before its first ever bit to a game at Kansas State on September 23rd. Timothy McLean, a transfer from South Florida, will start while Pumley is out. That's going to be a tough one. But UCF, you you, you got a week to prepare McLean against Villanova. Once after that, you in the bit you in the Big Twelve schedule. And first up is a trip. First up is a trip to Manhattan the following week. So good luck to you. Help you, hope y'all survive. You know, I went to UCF. I got a heart for UCF. So let's see if they can keep it going. Let's see if they can get the 3-0 and and then get ready for Kansas State up in Manhattan. That was the two-minute drill. Take a break. And when we come back, we got to recap week two. Welcome to Ringside Chaos the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. 
least. Thing with Tony Khan now being in talks to buy WWE, I'm going to be honest with you. I spoke to this with Ricky Litwinkowicz, a.k.a. the Master of Mayhem, and he honestly believes that me talking about Tony Khan buying WWEs, basically I'm kind of wasting my time because Ricky believes it's never going to happen. Okay. Now, I, now don't get me wrong. Ricky, I respect, his, I respect what he says. He's, he could very well be correct. But I got to be honest with you. The fact that Khan is interested in supposedly buying WWE, I mean, to me, that's definitely worth talking about. Now, <laughs> now, I should mention this. Shout out to Ricky, by the way. And I got to mention this, that even Jim Cornette already had something to say. And he said, and I quote, ridiculous to think that could happen, unquote. <laughs> the wrestling fan that's been super supportive of Brody Lee as a wrestler and everything that WWE could have done with him and, you know, everything that he could have shown and, you know, offered for the wrestling business. You know, for me, I, just, I wasn't just a fan of Brody Lee himself, like in character. I strongly respected him, you know, as a human being. Like, I had a lot of respect for Jonathan Huber. You know, that's Mr. Brody Lee's real name. So basically, I had a lot of respect for Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and of course, Mr. Jonathan Huber. This particular episode was about world class championship wrestling. And the episode title is, you know, WCCW Wrestling's Lone Star Legacy. And because I am the Bear of Texas, and I do hail from the Dallas-Fort Worth area of the state of Texas, World Class Championship Wrestling was basically my territory as far as being a wrestling fan goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And welcome back to Bearing Down and Gridiron, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to my brother, Alizaka, for a ringside cast for all my wrestling fans out there. Check him out. He covers all of it. WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, and Pack. You know, he covers it all, ladies and gentlemen. Now that we are back, we uh, we got the two-minute drill out the way, so now we got to do our recap. So let's go for the gridiron roundup. And to begin our round up, we have the number 12 team in the country, the Utah Utes, coming off their win over Florida. To begin the season, they went to Waco, Texas, and they survived Waco, Texas. They were down most of the game. And a 14-0 fourth quarter by the Utah Utes to up to send the Bears pack into an 0-2 start while they go to 2-0. Shout out to the Utah use on that one from waco texas to boulder colorado ladies and gentlemen nebraska coming in off of a heartbreaking loss to minnesota on a game winning field goal they get the next shot at coach prime and the colorado buffaloes and it was a hard far game to begin with you were looking at a 13 nothing lead at halftime for the buffaloes and then next thing you know 23 to 14 in the second half. That's the final score of 36 to 14 for the Colorado Buffaloes. All right. Notre Dame went to Raleigh, North Carolina, take on the Wolfpack. That's the 10th team in the country. Weather was a big factor in this one, delaying the game for almost an hour with lightning back and forth. But when they did come out to play, 
Notre Dame handled business 45-24 over the NC State Wolfpack. Sam Hartman is having the ball as well as Shadir Sanders for the Colorado Buffaloes. But I will get to Shadir Sanders a little later. The Cyhawk Trophy was on the line in Ames, Iowa, as the Cyclones of Iowa State hosted their arch rivals, the Iowa Hawkeyes. And for, I think, the sixth consecutive year in a row, the Iowa Hawkeyes take home the Cyhawk Trophy. And the head coach of Iowa gets his 200th win of his career at Iowa. Great career for the program of Iowa. You got to love it. You got to love it. Then from Ains, Iowa, let's go to New Orleans, Louisiana, where it was the set, the only, the first of two rank versus rank matchups. Tulane 24, hosting 20th rank Ole Miss. Tulane was in a, Tulane battle. They battled. But nevertheless, it is Ole Miss and Lane Kevin does have that kind of offer that just come out and explodes whenever they need to. And they did just that 20, 37 to 20, as they pulled away late from the Tulane Greenways, getting a big win for them. Now, let's go back to Nebraska and Colorado real quick. As y'all can see here, you see what happened in the second half. Nebraska put up 14 points. But Colorado decided to put up 23 on them. That's winning 36 to 14, winning by 12. But Shadir Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, against Nebraska, 31 for 42, 393, and three total touchdowns, two passing and one on the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, Shadir Sanders is making a case for this Heisman because in two games, ladies and gentlemen, two games, two games, two games against TCU on the road at Fort Worth, Texas, and at home, the home open against Nebraska, Sergio Sanders has thrown for over 900 yards. He's thrown for a total of 903 yards, six touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, no turnovers, and he has a quarterback rating of 83.7. If you didn't see this coming, I don't blame because I didn't see it coming either. But Sergio Sanders is out here balling. And it's going to give you more fun when they face when they get their taste of their first rivalry, their first actual rivalry. Yeah, we saying Nebraska's a rivalry, but it's been dormant for so long, so it's kind of that. But he did take a breath. But let's see how he feel when he got to face the Colorado State Rams this week. And then after that, the fun begins. The fun really begins at the Colorado State. But first, Colorado State first. Then we'll get to what's going to take place in this beginning next week. Okay. But she does send is making a very good case. For, for a Heisman Trophy right now. So, got to give him props. Got to give him love because he's doing what he needs to do. Now, let's get to the other part of our uh, gridiron roundup. Now, let's head to ooh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, hosting Appalachian State. A rematch from last year when there was an epic little Appalachian State dropping over 40 points in the fourth quarter but still losing overtime to the North Carolina Tire Heels up in boom, North Carolina. Now we go to Chapel Hill in North Carolina as these two met. And in overtime again, double overtime, 40 to 34, North Carolina survived Appalachian State for a second consecutive year. Y'all might, might, y'all might want to make this in an in annual game, man, because these, these two teams are going at it. I mean, I know North Carolina won both games, but both games went in overtime. Double overtime this past weekend in Chapel Hill. 
You know, Carolina survived both games. I mean, you talking thrillers. I mean, games that you looking like, yo, these games could not get any better. Appalachian State and North Carolina, look, put them put them year to year because this is a matchup I want to see every year. I'm just going to be honest. These two, look, they go at each other, all right? Staying in the ACC but leaving Chapel Hill, going down to Miami, Florida, as the Kings hosted Texas A&M in a rematch from last year when the Kings took the trip to College Station, Texas, to take on Texas A&M, and Texas A&M came out on top of that game. Uh, not to be repeated this past weekend as Miami. Second half surge took it 48-33 over the Texas A&M. Aggies and Jimbo Fisher, that seat is starting to get hot for you right about now. You let Miami drop 48 on you, sir. But I'm going to hold off because I got to I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to my conference in a bit, okay? Speaking of my conference, game of the week, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Top 15 matchup, number four, the Alabama, no, number three, the Alabama Crimson Tide hosting 11-ranked Texas A&M, a rematch of what took place between these two in Austin, Texas, when Alabama went in there, came out with toys on the game, when the field goal. Texas won't have it. They just won't have it. 34-24. I'm going to dive deeply into this one in a minute. But let me finish this. Let me finish this slide off, folks. From Tuscaloosa to Boise, Idaho, in the blue turf. We had a rematch from last year when the Broncos came down to Orlando and handed UCF their first loss of the season last year. They were looking to do it again, but UCF had other plans, as you heard when we talked about the injury to John Ryan's Pumbley, who got them in, who got them in field goal range for for the walk off field goal. On the road, on the blue turf against Boise, 18-16 win for the Knights. And then from Boise down to Lubbock, Texas, it was 13-ranked Oregon Duck taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders in a shootout. And I knew it was going to be a shootout because anytime you go to Lubbock, Texas, you're going to be in a shootout because Texas do not play excellent defense. Okay, they in the Big 12. And a shootout it was. But it was a hard-fought game because Bo Nix had, had some problems at times, but he had some tremendous moments at times as well. But the defense at the Bo Nix gave the Ducks a one-point lead at 31-30. to 30. The defense still did away with the pick six in the waning moments of this game. To win it 38 to 30, ladies and gentlemen. What a game down in Love of Texas. The Ducks 2-0 on the season. Now let's go back to our game of the week between Texas and Alabama. As you can see here, you see this, you see the box score. Texas went in the halftime up 13-7. I only remember the last time Alabama trailed at halftime at home, by the way. And then Alabama came out the third quarter, as you expected, put up 10, 16, 13 going to the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter happened. 21-8, Texas. They, they steamrolled the Crimson Tide in the fourth quarter in Tuscaloosa, Alabama to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide 34-24. Quentin Ayers, remember the quarterback from last year who got hurt, and everybody saying if he wouldn't have got hurt, they would have beat Alabama. 
in Austin, Texas last year. But guess what? He didn't get hurt this past weekend. And look what the numbers say. 24 out of 38, 349 passing yards and three touchdowns. No turnovers, no sacks. He picked apart Nick Saban, Nick Saban's secondary back and forth, left and right. So maybe what people were saying was right. Maybe if Quentin Ernst didn't get hurt last year in Austin, maybe Texas Longhorns would have been standing at home with, with the win. And their season would have went a lot different than what it did. But guess what? They they made immense for it this year. This past weekend, they walked into Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and they dropped the hammer on Tus on the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban. So that is that's that is great. That is that is something that's right there. But more on the SEC in a bit. Let's go to my picks here. As you can see here, I won Colorado. I got Utah right. Missed on Texas A&M. Got UCF right, got Oregon right, miss on Alabama, but I did get the extra point right. Notre Dame winning. Couldn't say nothing else, but Notre Dame playing NC State. Hey, had to go with Notre Dame or Notre Dame got it done. So the record right now went four and two in week two. I got the wrong numbers up there, but week two went three and three, week one, four and two in week two. Puts me at seven and five, and I got both extra points right for this one, so I feel pretty good right now where I'm at. Okay, both extra points from the fan votes I got right, sitting at seven and five. I'm above five hundred, which is good. Let's we'll see if we can keep the ball rolling in week three. But now, ladies and gentlemen, I got to address my conference, the SEC. Not only have I said this was the best conference in college football, but a lot of other people have said this has been the best conference in college football. And you can't deny it. You're talking since, what, 2020, 20, 2005, 2006, maybe. You're talking, what, 17 years? And we're talking championships left and right for the SEC. Florida winning two. LSU wins two. Um, Alabama who knows? I mean, Alabama won in this time period. Georgia has won. Uh, Georgia has won back to back. So that's six between between Florida, LSU, and Georgia. That's already six. I probably believe Alabama got at least six or six out of that. So we talking out of so so we talking out of seventeen years, twelve of them was SEC champions. Twelve. You had your Florida State one year. You had Clemson twice. Okay. That's three. Uh, you had, let's see, who else? Who else won one? Ohio State won it. The first year of the college football playoff, the um, Ohio State Buckeyes won it. That's four. So, I mean, outside of them three, outside of them three teams, who else has won a national championship in that time period? Nobody. So, yes, the SEC gets crowned the best conference in college football. Unfortunately, that's not been the case this year, ladies and gentlemen. These are all the key SEC games that have taken place in the first two weeks of the season. As you can see at the bottom of the screen, those of you who are watching on YouTube, those of you who are listening to the audio, the SEC is three and six in Power Five matchups. 
They are one and two in ranked matchups. This is the Southeastern Conference we're talking about here. And they are three and six in Power Five matchups. They are one and four against the Atlantic Coast Conference, or known as the ACC. Florida State dropped 45 on LSU. South Carolina got home. They let North Carolina home 31 on them. We just talked about Miami and Texas a with Miami home 48 on Texas a and That's three SEC versus ACC matchups right there. Okay, the long win for the SEC is Tennessee beating up on Virginia, and now we know that Virginia ain't know what it, we don't know what Virginia is because they came back the following week. Home opener, you know, did a special thing for the, for the victim shot, you know, and then they get beat by James Madison. So we don't know who Virginia is right now, albeit respectfully. And then Wake Forest defends home turf against Vanderbilt, which is it is Vanderbilt, by the way. So it counts against us, but it, it's Vanderbilt, it, nevertheless. One and four against the ACC. And then uh, you're two and one against the Pac-12 because one, Utah got paid back on Florida to open the season. But yet you have a Michigan State team who had to take it to overtime to beat Arizona. And Arizona turned the ball over five times. Why do you have to win in the overtime when the other team has turned the ball over five times? That don't make sense to me. What are you doing? And you at home in Starksville, Mississippi. Don't make any sense. And then I get it. Auburn from all the way from Alabama all the way to Cal Berkeley to take on the California Golden Bears. I get it. It's a long trip to the West Coast and whatnot. But it's Cal. It's the Cal Bears. And you can only put up 14 points on the Cal Bears. But you won, though. You won. I give you that. You won. But you can only put up 14 points against the California Bears. And you went 14 to 10. Really? Really? Uh, and then you have Texas, Texas whoop it up on Alabama, as we just talked about. And Crent Ayers picked the secondary part of Alabama. And matter of fact, the D-line, they couldn't even touch him because he didn't even get sacked in that damn game. So the SEC is losing their freaking power right now. Okay, and it doesn't make any sense to me. And shout out to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss winning their rank versus rank matchup against Tulane. But even though that's an American team, but Tulane wasn't a power, wasn't a New Year's Six, but when they beat you, when they beat USC in that bowl game, by the way. So yeah, shout out to Lane Kiffin for that. Shout out to Tennessee for winning, and um, the the yeah out. Mississippi State and Auburn, y'all disgust me right now. But nevertheless, this conference is getting a brother ready left and right, and it's not even funny right now. It's not, this is this is literally happening in the Southeastern Conference right now. There's some problems in the Southeastern Conference right now, and I don't think people are paying attention. This is a problematic. Well, so I say not paying attention. A lot of people are paying attention because the ACC has been dominant for so damn long. It's like the fall is happening, and everybody's rejoicing. Look at these losses. Look at it. Outside, outside of Florida giving up 24 points to Utah in a losing effort, we're talking 45 by Florida State, 36 by Wake Forest, 31 by North Carolina, 48 by 
Miami, 34 by Texas. The SEC has been known to be physical and dominant. You're in the, you don't score 30 when you play an SEC team. Well, not this year, but all these losses that I got on the screen right here, all but one scored over 30. And the only team that didn't score over 30 is Utah against Florida. And they still call that a dominating victory, even though it's only a, a even though it's only a thirteen point win. That's terrible, man. Just terrible. Now that I talked about the SEC, here's your new AP top twenty-five going into week three. Georgia one, Michigan two, Florida State jumps up to three, Texas Texas jumps up to four, USC five, Ohio State six. Penn State 7, Washington 8, Notre Dame 9, and Alabama drops down to 10. 11 is Tennessee, 12 is Utah, 13 Oregon, LSU 14, Kansas State 15, Oregon State 16, Ole Miss 17, Colorado 18, Oklahoma 19, and top 20 is the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. And remaining out to five, we're going Duke, Miami, Washington State, UCLA, and Iowa to round out the top 25. Oh, and by the way, uh, we saying um, USC, that's one. Washington is two. Utah is three. Oregon is four. Oregon State is five. Colorado is six. Washington State is seven. And UCLA is eight. The Pac-12 has eight teams in the top 25. Eight. And we and remember I said earlier that the Pac-12 is going to be done in July of 2024. They are not playing around, okay? The Pac-12 has raised this level of football, and they're playing some great football from USC all the way down to UCLA. Good gracious. USC undefeated. Washington undefeated. Utah undefeated. Oregon undefeated. Oregon State undefeated. Colorado undefeated. Washington State undefeated. UCLA undefeated. I mean, outside, let me see. I think everybody's undefeated except for hmm, Alabama, LSU, that's it. Everybody else is undefeated. And the two teams that's not undefeated are the two teams that's in the SEC. Go figure. Nut jobs. All right, we're going to take another commercial break here. Then when we come back, we're going on our campus tour for week three. The Playmakers Bar is proudly sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, the number one shop where sports fans across the world love to get their sports gear and fan them all. A wide selection of gears from every league, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, the NCAA, and of course, the WWE. But it is football, basketball, baseball, hockey, even soccer, golf, no matter what sport it is, there is sports appeal for every fan of every sport. Fanatics, with sports fans shop, and a fish and license everything. And welcome back to Bearing Down the Grill Down. Yeah, shout out to Fanatics, ladies and gentlemen. Fanatics, one of our lady sponsors. 
of Bearing Down the Gridiron and the Playmakers blog. Not only that, we do have Paramount Plus, we do have Liz. Speaking of Paramount Plus, ladies and gentlemen, at the bottom, as you see, down in the bottom with the ticker, right, you'll see all our sponsors. And Paramount Plus, they having a special sale all the up for the fall, all the up to next Wednesday, where you can get half off for a year subscription on Paramount Plus. So you're talking from paying $6 a month to $2.50 a month. That's using the promo code SPORTS, S-P-O-R-T-S. And you will be paying $2.50 a month, $2.50, let me put it like that, $2.50 a month for a whole year, every month. So don't miss out. You're talking, if I do a math right, it's 12 months, right? 12 months, so 12 times 2.5. That's you paying $30 for one year with Paramount Plus. For one year. 30 whole dollars for one year subscription with Paramount Plus. All because the sports season is here and football has arrived. So take advantage of that. It's in the show notes, so don't miss it. Now that we had that out the way, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go on a tour around college football. And as we go on our campus tour, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to begin it in Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, as this is a Big 12 versus SEC matchup here. We have the 15-ranked Wildcats of Kansas State taking on the Missouri Tigers, 12 p.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, after I just got done talking the way I talked about the SEC and the first game I got to deal with is Missouri hosting Kansas State, the Big 12 champions. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't like the chances of the SEC in this one. I really don't. But we'll see when we go to my picks. But, yeah, disgusting. All right. Let's go back to Chapel Hill, ladies and gentlemen. We have a Big Ten ACC matchup as the whoa the boat Minnesota Golden Gophers. They are in Chapel Hill to take on the 20th ring North Carolina Tar Heels. How can the Tar Heels bounce back on amazing another amazing game with the Appalachian State Mountaineers? That is Saturday, 3:30 p.m. on ESPN. Continuing on from Chapel Hill to Ooh, East Lansing, Michigan. That is the Michigan State Spartans in a Big Ten versus Pac-12 matchup hosting eighth-ranked Washington Huskies. How would the Spartans come out on the heels of knowing their head coach is suspended because of sexual harassment allegations? And he has to sit through through process to know what his fate is. Will he still be coaching the Spartans? Or will he be fired and Michigan State got to go find a new coach? That game is 5 p.m. on Peacock. Good luck, Michigan State. But I got a feeling I'm where I'm heading there, and I have a feeling where America's heading there, too. Because with that happening right at this moment in time and with this big of a matchup coming to East Lansing, not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. From East Lansing, Michigan, to... Morgantown, West Virginia. It is the backyard brawl, ladies and gentlemen. The backyard brawl between the Pitt Panthers and the 
West Virginia Mountaineers. And this is, should be fun here. Down and up in uh West Virginia, 730, 7.30 tonight in primetime action on ABC. Ladies and gentlemen, this series, this rivalry goes all the way back to 1895, with the first result coming at West Virginia winning 8-0. That last meeting was last year when they renewed the rivalry. Pittsburgh snuck out a, a seven-point victory, 38-31. They meet again. The all-time series lead is Pittsburgh at 62 wins to 40 wins for West Virginia and three ties, ladies and gentlemen, three ties. The longest streak of this rivalry is 15 by the Pitt Panthers. The longest for West Virginia has been five. But in the last 10, the last 10 meetings, including last year, West Virginia holds the edge six to four. So here we go again. Another matchup in the backyard ball. This time is in Morgantown, West Virginia. Can the Mountaineers get payback from last year or can the Pitt Panthers make it two in a row? Two in a row. All right, from West Virginia down to Houston, Texas, because it is a Big 12 showdown. The first Big 12 showdown for the Houston Krugers as a member of the Big 12, and they are facing in-state rivalry, the TCU Horn Frogs, who are looking to bounce back from actually taking an L to the Colorado Buffaloes. They want to make amends now in a and welcome Houston in the proper way to the Big 12 down in Houston, Texas. This is going to be an interesting game. This is going to be a fun game to see because, ooh, we're talking offensive explosion like we saw between TCU and Colorado, you know, 45-42 Colorado. Pretty much the same is going to happen in this one because both teams can put up points on the board like none other. And I don't think either defense is going to be able to stop the other offense. So it's probably going to be whoever has the ball last and this game is going to win. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out because I'm looking for offensive explosion down in Houston, Texas. In this game, 8 p.m. on Fox, I might have to catch that one. I just might have to catch them because it's going to be an offensive explosion. I'm just letting you know. It's going to be an offensive explosion, okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are five of our games. But now we got to get to the game of the week. And the game of the week takes us to Gainesville, Florida. That is the Florida Gators hosting 11 ranked Tennessee Volunteers in Gainesville, 7 p.m. ESPN. It's going to go down. It, Tennessee won last year in Knoxville. They snapped a, a Pretty lengthy uh, losing streak to Florida last year. But now can they erase a losing streak of going to Gainesville, ladies and gentlemen? Let me tell you what's, what is at stake for the Tennessee Volunteers in this game. The last time Tennessee won in Gainesville was in 2003. 2003. 20 years ago. It's been 20 years since Tennessee has come to Gainesville and not talked to Florida Gators. Now, they won last year. 
bitch ever supposed to, because let's be honest. It's been it's been that way for the longest time. These two teams have met 52 times. Florida leads the series 31 to 21 over Tennessee. Tennessee has has felt the wrath of Florida from 2005 to 2015 to 2015 when Florida won 11 straight. Tennessee won last year was a, was a good one for them. They needed that because Florida has been beating on them for quite a bit. I do mean quite a bit. So it's nice that Tennessee got that one off they off they snide. But ladies and gentlemen, they haven't won in Gainesville since. 2003. They are trying to win in Gainesville for the first time since then. But the Gators looked good, albeit against McNeese State. They looked good. They answered all my questions from that I had going in the last week. So now, rivalry game number one on the docket in the swamp in Gainesville. You got to handle business. If Billy Nippy can pull this off at home. It's gonna be a doozy. Oh, and by the way, they calling for they calling for a blue out in Gainesville for they want everybody that's attending the game to rock the blue. You know, I can't attend the game because I won't be in Gainesville, but I'm wearing my blue right here. I'm wearing my blue shirt that's represent Florida. So Florida, handle your business, do what you gotta do, and we'll see if I pick my gators. Okay. As if I pick my gators. And then we have the fan, the extra point fan vote voted by the fans. And with 40, with 42% of the votes, the people voted for BYU in Arkansas. Big 12 versus SEC matchup. A rematch from last year when the Razorbacks put it to Arkansas. When the Razorbacks put it to BYU up in Provo. Utah, Utah wants payback because they got embarrassed, humiliated in front of their own people. And that was the first ever meet between these two. Okay, it was last year. And Arkansas put it to them. Now they want payback. Can they get payback? You're in the Big 12 now. You're in the Power 5 Conference, BYU. But you're going to Fayetteville, Arkansas. You're not, that's not an easy trip, okay? Now, Arkansas, we don't know what type of team Arkansas is. We're still trying to figure that part out. But it won't be easy. It won't be a slam dunk. It's going to be a hard fall game. And you might get embarrassed again, okay? You gave over 500 yards last year, and you was at home. Now you're going to Fayetteville, Arkansas. And then, and Arkansas likes to be physical. So you, if you want to be physical, you better be physical. If not, you might get ran out the building again. I'm just going to throw that out there, okay? Nevertheless, 7.30 ESPN 2. Not ESPN, ESPN 2, okay? ESPN 2, all right? And that will do it for the uh, grid. That will do it for the campus tour. All right, one last break, and then when we come back, I'm going to give you my picks, and we're going to call it a show, okay? We will be right back. 
the Playmakers blog is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. So much, so much to stream from shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus. Whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Killing Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Killing Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Killing Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explained this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, welcome back to Bearing Down a Gridiron with the Playmaker here. Shout out to my brother, Alka Alex Agazal for Internet LC, the one of the top rated soccer shows out here. Okay. If you love soccer, whether you're in the United States, Mexico, Canada, um, any, any of the European countries, Spain, Italy, uh, France, Germany, uh, Japan, China, whatever the case may be, if you love soccer, into the net FC is the show for you. That guy breaks it down, unlike no other when it comes to the world of soccer. Okay, so check that out. Also, you heard Paramount Plus, you do get a free trial, but like you see at the bottom of this ticket that y'all been watching, 50% off one year subscription. That would be $2.50 a month. All you gotta do is use the promo code sports. S P O R T S Sports, and you'll be paying two dollars and fifty cents a month for a whole year. That equals up to thirty dollars, like thirty dollars for that one whole year, just to stream Paramount Plus for a year. You can't miss it. You can't miss out on that. That is a great deal. Okay. Now we did two minute warning. We did we we recap week two in, in the Great Iron Roundup. We were on the campus tour. And you know, when we go on a campus tour, I got to give you my picks from the campus tour. So let's get to the bear down pick six before we get out of here.
And doing so, I am taking Kansas State to beat Missouri. I can't, I can't do it. As much as I love my conference, as much as I love the Southeastern Conference, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm taking Kansas State, man. We're gonna be three and seven in Power Five matches because I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Give me North Carolina to defend the home turf against Minnesota and roll your boat. I like Warrior Boat. I really like Michigan, but uh, I'm taking North Carolina at home. I think the ACC sends a message, and North Carolina is that is that team to look out in the ACC outside of Florida State and Clemson. But we still don't know if Clemson is Clemson yet because one game they got beat by Duke, and they looked terrible. The next game they beat somebody down like they're supposed to. So we still – the jury is still out on Dallas Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers, but I'm taking North Carolina. Um and look here, I'm taking Washington. Mel Tucker getting suspended. This team, Michigan got Michigan State got so much to deal with. I don't care if you at home. Washington for the walking ass, the eight team in the country. They about to put a beating on you guys. I'm not messing around. I'm just going to take Washington and let it be done. I'm going with the Mountaineers for the backyard bro. I'm going West Virginia. They get payback from a heartbreaker last year. They lost 38 to 31 to Pittsburgh. They come home, they get revenge, and they take out the Pitt Panthers in Morgantown. I'm taking TCU to bounce back. I'm taking it's gonna be a high scoring game, but I'm gonna rule with TCU. They're gonna welcome Utah in the proper way. It's gonna be a shootout, but TCU gets the ball last. They end it last. It's game over. Even if it's in Houston, I'm taking the TCU Horn Frogs, okay? I'm taking the TCU Horn Frogs. And then for our game of the week, I'm taking my Gators, god darn it. I probably shouldn't. I probably should I probably should use my brain on this one and pick Tennessee because Tennessee looks looks like the better team, the most talented team in all. Everything points Tennessee. But, damn it, they can't win in Gainesville, so guess what? I'm picking the Gators. They go to 2-1, drop Tennessee to 2-1, and, and it's going to be interesting how things go from that point forward. But I'm going with the Gators. All right, let's go. It's great to be a Florida Gator. And then for our extra point fan vote, it was BIU in Arkansas. And this one, I will take the SEC team to defend home turf against a Big 12 team. And we're going to do it. Arkansas, I'm putting my faith in you. you I'm putting my faith in you. I'm telling you, you're going to put the Southeastern Conference at 4 and 7. It's still below 500, which is still ridiculous, by the way. But you get the job done. You take care of BYU, who is in the Big 12 now as a Power 5 conference, and they got to deal with what's coming their way. So Arkansas has a business at home. I'm going that route. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Those of you who are listening to the audio version or whatever podcast that you listen to, appreciate it. Go ahead, like, subscribe, follow, whatever you li- whatever platform you're listening to. 
Leave a rate review if you're on Apple so you can so we know how we're doing, how you feel about what we're doing here at the Playmakers Blog, not just Brandon and Grandma, but the Playmakers Blog as a whole. Very thankful for, for the support. And until next time, I'll catch you later to recap what took place this weekend. Get you ready for week four because week four is going to be a hell of a slate to, to talk about. Until then, deuces. You just experienced Baron Down and Gridiron, hosted by Downell the Playmaker Silence, in collaboration with Art Brothers Football. Bear Down and Gridiron is sponsored by Liz Fanatics and Paramount Plus. If you enjoyed today's show and would like to make a donation, you can donate via Cash Up at Dollar Sign D Playmakers at Dollar Sign D Playmakers. Remember, Baron Down and Gridiron is available on all podcast directories, including. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. And for Apple Podcasts lovers, leave us a rate review. Let us know what you enjoy about today's episode that you're listening to. Tune in again next time for more Bearing Down the Gridiron, hosted by The Playmaker.